the biggest thing that makes Inform Fitness different from your typical athletic gym is this is a program that's designed to only be 20 minutes of high intensity exercise once or twice a week. Welcome to the Major League Eventing Podcast, the show for eventing fans by eventing fans. I'm Rob. And I'm Karen. On today's show, we have Eventing Nation's fitness columnist, Laura Crump Anderson. Hey, Laura. Thanks for coming to the show. Hey, guys. Thanks for having me. This is this is fantastic. This is um really really exciting show that we want to bring to our listeners today is 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 um an equestrian fitness specialist would you say that's kind of a good term for you that is my dream title and i'm working on coining it as a thing oh it's gonna be a thing all right so so awesome so i got that right um uh there's so much you have an awesome story behind you and you do so much and um we're we're super excited to have you. So, mm-hmm. where are you right now? Oh yeah, that's important. Yeah. Where are you? I am currently sitting in my studio at Inform Fitness because we had some major thunderstorms this evening. So I figured the internet connection is definitely going to be in Leesburg. If I went home to my farm in Lovettsville, there was a fifty-fifty shot. I wouldn't have internet. Uh, yeah, I think or it, power. <laughs> I, I think the internet knows when an address is a farm and. They make sure that the internet's particularly not good there, typically, <laughs> especially when there's a storm. How? Um, so, just let's go back to the beginning. We always try to get a little history on on our guests on the show. And how does a fitness specialist relate to the horses? How did you? You're a horse person, obviously. How did you get started in with the horses? So I started riding when I was negative nine months old, and I'm not kidding when I say that I am not a gym rat. Like, I actually hated exercising. The only reason I got into exercise is because physical therapy made such a difference in my back pain and my riding that I realized it was an essential piece for me to continue riding. So negative nine months. So I'm, I'm assuming you come from a family of equestrians? I do. My mom and, well, my dad kind of became an equestrian through riding with my mom. But I really, my mom, you know, got a pony and has been riding her whole life. And I started, you know, doing the bareback thing and trail rides. And I just did it for fun. And eventually, my parents ended up getting me into a real program. And that's when I started riding a little later on. Wow. And then you, you did pony club as a kid. Is that right? Were you, did you have any particular sports in particular that you did with pony club? So at first I was really honestly like a 4-H kid. And when I joined pony club, that is when riding got kicked to a whole nother level for me. And I fell in love with eventing. Like the concept of running fast and jumping big fences and being in wide open fields really took me out of the hunter ring, which I wasn't enjoying at the time, and really breathed life back into my passion for riding. And I think the hunter I... ring sucks the life out of a lot of people. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> well, and Pony Club has such a good structure, and some of my best friends to this day really did come from joining Loud and Hunt Pony Club. Like, I, my best friend, the girl who actually married me, I met in Pony Club. My roommate from college, I met in Pony Club. I was, I've got multiple, like, Pony Club had such an influence throughout my life. Oh, we love Not Pony Club. just. <laughs> we love Pony Club. But there's so many stories out there of, of uh, Pony Club and just the lifelong bonds and friendships that are mm-hmm. there. Even even as uh, Karen and I didn't Pony Club, but our, our sons did. And, you know, we have just as many, we made just as many friends or more than the kids. Yeah. You know, that we're still friends with today. It's, um, it is an amazing program for so, so many reasons. But, um, so, so tell us a little, like a little bit more. So then, you know, you go through the Pony Club ranks, you're eventing. How far up the ranks did you make it in, in, in Pony Club? So I got my C3 and I competed at training level. I never really, I, my goal in life now is to at some point go prelim, but I made it to training level and I would not have it any other way. That's <laughs> where my path has taken me so far. Are you still riding today? Do you have a horse currently? I do. I have my Shinkatik pony that I got when I was nine. Oh, he cool. is the pony that is my forever pony. I will be stuck with this pony for the rest of my life. He was the naughty one that got away with everything so that all the rest of them didn't get away with anything. <laughs> did you guys so that, get that pony at the auction? I did. My parents actually, when I was, Misty of Shinkatig was like one of the biggest exposures of horses to like my parents had horses, but I always wanted a Shinkatee pony, and I saved up, sold lemonade, and bought my pony at the auction. Wow! He was two days old. Oh, oh my goodness! goodness. Holy yeah. smokes! So he went back onto the island, and we picked him up in October. Wow! I didn't know they they can get him that old. Don't they have yeah. to swim across like the channel? So he was the last porn pony of two, of the year 2000 to be born on Assateague, and then they trailered him over to the auction grounds. Oh, he was wow. not actually – he did not get to swim. Okay. I was going to say, two days old, how the heck? Swim. Well, the horses are pretty amazing. So you just – I mean, there's – and the Shikatee ponies are so daggone hardy. Uh, I, can, I can only imagine the – uh, you know how they, uh, I mean, who knows what a two day old cheek deep pony could do. Those things are hardy, hardy, hardy horses. But, uh, so then how did your riding, you know, you, um, you know, we, we, uh, you know, so from pony club, did you keep going with the horses or what, how did you progress in your. So honestly, what happened was I took, I was a working student. I was, you know, riding a lot and I was, overdoing it and I actually without ever setting foot in a gym ended up with an overtraining injury like I actually Hmm. hurt myself from just water buckets wheelbarrows and riding all the time that I ended up quitting riding and as many riders know like there it takes a lot for you to stop riding it wasn't because you know I fell in love with a boy and I was trying to get out of it it was I was in so much pain as a 16 year old I was going to orthopedists and chiropractors that were telling me my spine looked like I had the spine of a 90-year-old. Oh, my goodness. Is that that just for being out of balance and having one water bucket in one hand and and just being out of balance like that? So I was pretty good about, you know, trying to keep myself in alignment, but I just didn't know any better. And now maybe it would be different, but at the same time, when I'm still overdoing it, it's, you know, riding three horses a day was a lot for me. Um, riding six horses was 
you know, is just not doable. It's for me, I physically am not meant to be a professional athlete like most riders are absolutely athletes. Okay. And, you know, you have to treat yourselves like the athletes that you are. Yeah. But and that's my goal is to help people realize how important they are as part of this partnership and how tr taking care of your body like you're an athlete from as soon as you wake up to as soon as you go to bed, you know, it is a piece of the puzzle. So is that what you're doing with the, with Inform Fitness? Is that how you're you're working this so, all together? What's yeah, I so I went on. I got my degree in exercise science from Longwood University in Farmville, Virginia, and I graduated. I was continued on to wanting to be a professional rider. That is really what I wanted to do. I love starting young horses, but I was like, you know what? I'll work at LA Fitness. I have my degree in exercise science, and I went back. I was working at a barn full time, and physically, I just couldn't hold up. And it really, honestly. I think it was one of those things that was meant to be because I feel like with Inform Fitness, the stars aligned. It was actually Haley Karspecken's mom, who is our Inform Fitness rider, she was training this way, and I was like, what are you doing that makes you look amazing? Because I haven't, like, I have, you've been, Haley was leasing Da Vinci at the time, and I was like, what is this? She told me about it, and I was like, that's crazy. There's no way that works, and I went on with my life. And it turned out it took a full year of doing the LA Fitness thing, doing the rider thing, and trying constantly feeling like I was hitting my head up against a wall before I realized, you know what, there might be something to this. And I started training this way, and I haven't looked back. So – What's uh, what's what's the difference? <laughs> like now, what, I'm pretty yeah, pretty curious. No, it's, a, it's a it's a great question. What the biggest thing that makes Inform Fitness different from your typical athletic gym is this is a program that's designed to only be 20 minutes of high intensity exercise once or twice a week. And as riders, riders have such demanding schedules. You don't have time to spend hours in the gym each week. You have, you know, to be up early in the morning, you're doing the barn work, and you've got to be riding. You've The best way to get better at riding is by sitting in the tack, but really, there are pieces that you can do to improve your core strength, to improve your balance. Like, riders tend to be strong, but we tend to be very strong in our backs and not as strong in our chest because they aren't muscles that we use as much. So people think, oh, well, we don't need to work our pec muscles. We don't need to work our chest because we don't use them in riding, but it's actually the opposite. Our pec muscles are hugely important because it's about keeping your body in balance from front to back. You don't want a horse that has a ridiculously strong, you know, a horse that has a really strong top line is also working and engaging their core every time they step forward. When it comes to balance and it comes to our horses, we're really good at seeing that aspect. Riders are really good at seeing that aspect. When it comes to ourselves, we can really quickly get out of balance. So if I'm if I'm understanding right, you're basically kind of, mm -hmm. when you're riding, you're you're almost isolating certain muscles. Is that right? And what you're saying is by isolating just those certain muscles, you're getting yourself out of balance because like your pectorals aren't being worked as much. Is that what you mean? So we have to 
supplement that? Is that am I understanding correct? That is part of the equation, and it is absolutely like you. You know, the PEX is a very small example that I don't think applies or really clicks with many people. I think what is a better example of where we tend to be really out of balance is our adductors. When we, you know, are sitting on a, a horse, you're really actively engaging your core and you're really strong at pushing your knees in together but when it comes to working your glute medius and your glute minimus your hip abductors to kind of get wider in your stance and really these are huge muscles for you know an independent seat and developing your independent seat the riders tend to be incredibly imbalanced so working on Getting that balance between your adduction and your abduction through strength training makes a huge difference. And many riders, when I talk about strength training, kind of tend to zone me out. They think, well, you know, I understand that for some, you know, weekend warriors, I, strength training is absolutely important. And yes, it is for the weekend warrior, but for the professional athlete it is truly important not because we want you to be stronger in the contact with your horse it's actually about becoming lighter in the contact through more accurate aids so the horse isn't getting lost in the white noise you are not getting fatigued to a point that you're interfering with the communication that you're trying to establish through your body does that make sense wow yeah Pretty good stuff. Yeah. I don't ride, but I've sat through a whole lot of lessons. So I, <laughs> <laughs> I have a trainer friend who looks at her dog and is like, if my dog could teach a lesson, it would be a darn good lesson. Yeah. Like, Absolutely. Yeah, yeah we know a couple of those dogs I mean, that they, uh, they, 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 they can spot when the horse is being naughty and, you know, quicker than the, the rider sometimes. So could you no. give us like a, what would be like a little, so for just the, the, Someone that's listening okay. right now and they, and they want to, you know, what's one or two little exercises or like a, like a little tip or two or just a little something they can Absolutely. do. What, what would you so, recommend? My number one exercise. And if you ever look at the eventing nation blog, I say the one exercise every eventer should be doing is the plank. So the plank is a great exercise because it is a full body workout. It works your core. You know, I, there's very few riders out there that I say I've, I don't even know if I've ever met one that I'm like, your core is too strong. They are out there because you can be too tight in your core, but I have yet to meet someone that I've been like, your core is too strong. But so the core, the plank is such a good exercise. And I would say the plank combined with that slow motion push-up where you're really fatiguing your upper body and then going into a wall sit. So this is like the abbreviated super fast. If you're only doing one exercise a week, it's absolutely the plank. If you want to do a kind of full body rounded workout, it would be the plank followed by a slow motion push-up finished off with a wall sit. And the magic happens when you work to a point of momentary muscle failure. Momentary muscle failure is the point at which you can no longer complete the exercise without sacrificing form or when you're holding a static position, that point at which you can no longer maintain your form. And it really is important to stay in form because, and that's, I just made that connection that in form, sorry. But, um, <laughs> subliminal message, subliminal message. <laughs> 
No, but our bodies don't like to fatigue. They are going to want to accelerate. They're going to want to get out and out of that discomfort that you are purposefully applying. So it's natural for you want to, you know, speed up or stop before you reach that point of true fatigue. And momentary muscle failure should be happening in between you know, it takes at least 90 seconds to really deeply fatigue that muscle and making modifications to make maybe the exercise a little bit easier so that you can get to that 90 second mark is important. It's not about doing, you know, the push up with the straight legs and making it look really awesome. I'd much rather see a perfect slow motion push up done on their knees than a push up with a sagging back on their toes. Like if if the point is, you know, we're going to get to your core later, we can get to the core with the plank, we can get to the core with the wall sit. Don't sacrifice form to, in order to, you know, look cool. It's really about fatiguing the muscles that you're targeting at that time. Gosh, I think she's I'd been much rather see push-ups. slow motion. <laughs> she didn't watch me do push-ups. <laughs> I used to be much more fit back in my day. And I was in the Marines. We did a lot of planks and a lot of we, – we didn't call them wall sits, though. We call them the electric chair because – we did them until we hit it with our hands out in front of us holding stuff until we shook like we were. Yeah. No, and that, <laughs> that shaking sensation is absolutely what you're looking for. That is the beginning of the fatigue. But the burning sensation is just the beginning. Lots of people want to stop when they feel that burning sensation. The burning sensation isn't what we're going for. True fatigue happens when you can no longer, you know, keep up with that resistance so and that's why shaking's good no it's good. that's awesome that's awesome <laughs> i don't doubt it and and the like i love hearing when people are doing plank challenges that's great you are doing a plank but make sure you're doing your plank each time like don't be like oh i'm gonna do a plank every day for one minute be like, I'm going to do my plank to my point of fatigue. I'm going to time it and see how long that is. And hopefully those numbers are going up. You're getting longer. You're getting stronger. You're not, you know, listening to a little, you know, that timer doesn't know where your point of fatigue is. So you shouldn't be like, oh, that timer is what I'm going for. You should be listening to your body. Riders are very aware of their bodies. So listen to that point of fatigue. Don't let the timer dictate when you're done. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah. That sounds good. Sure listen, listen, listen to get the fatigue. Don't, don't let a, a clock on the wall. Don't say I'm going to do this for 60 seconds and stop. If you can keep going for, Absolutely don't look at the clock until going. you're done and then you see where you're at. <laughs> yes. Right? Exactly. Hit the start, ignore this timer until you can no longer, then finish your exercise, come down as safely as you can and stop the timer and write that number down. Keep track of it. Keeping track and having measurable results is a great way to see that you're doing something, but it also helps hold you accountable to make sure that you are working as hard as you can every time. So when, <clears throat> so someone, you know, one of our listeners or myself starts doing this, but really a listener, it. like, so uh, someone's at home and they said, you know, what? I'm going to do this. I'm going to try this every day and I'm going to, you know, do, do this exercise. What will they start to see? Will they, are, is these, are these exercises that are going to, are they going to notice in the writing they're going to be more fit or they're going to be, how, what, what would you expect for their uh, first results to be? 
Absolutely. So that's a really good question. That's a question I get a lot of the time when people, you know, come to the studio is when am I going to start seeing results or what are the results going to be? And results vary from person to person. It's not a consistent, um, you know, you, results come from working as hard as you can, making sure you're also getting proper rest and recovery, which I know sounds like a buzzword, but at the same time, we, I know people in society think they're busy, and I tell a lot of my clients, if you think you're busy, go hang out in an event barn for a weekend, and you'll realize how easy you've got it. I know how busy these riders absolutely are, and it's, but rest and recovery is something that is so essential for the success of an exercise program, and it's, many riders will say, you know, they wouldn't even think of going a week or two weeks without giving their horse a day off, but they don't treat themselves like the athletes that they absolutely are. That rest and recovery isn't just an idea, it is an aspect that you, that really needs to be embraced because it is so essential. So this is like but, the little 101. This is the little 101, the plank and the slow-mo push-ups. How many days a week or how, like, would you recommend doing that just as the basic minimum? As a basic minimum, once a week, honestly. Oh, okay, because just once a week. Okay. All the, like, okay. And you're talking, it's not even going to take you 10 minutes to get to that point. Wow. If you're feeling like your strength isn't improving, I would up it to twice a week with at least three days of rest in between. Wow. But um, if you're noticing with once a week that you're getting, you know, your numbers are getting longer, your numbers are getting stronger, you are doing your job right. You are going longer. You are able to fatigue the muscle deeply enough that you are making a difference. And if you think of your muscle as a scab, like if you have a scab, okay, so the way muscles work is they actually break down a little bit. And then it takes time and they come back stronger. Like the way to build muscle is actually through micro tears and that come back stronger. And you can't keep picking and you can't keep, you know, applying a stimulus to a scab. You have to let it rest and recover and get stronger. Gotcha. So, and um, I, oh, go ahead. I'm sorry. I wanted to circle back to what you were saying as far as results because one of the first things that most riders feel and see as far as results go is increase in energy, which it sounds counterintuitive that you're exercising, you're expending more energy throughout the week, but increases in energy are one of the first noticeable differences that most people will actually see, and that can happen within six weeks. So it's, unfortunately, our bodies are not instantaneous. We feel really good after we exercise, but results really do take time. Muscle hypertrophy and strength can happen, but it's, you know, over a six-month period, that's when you're really starting to see the strength gains and the improvements. It's not an instantaneous thing. It's not something that you're just going to turn around and be like, yay, I did a plank and I'm stronger. (laughs) What I would rather is have them, you know, plank, not for six weeks, but have them plank. I just plank, take out the wall sit, take out the push-up, just add the plank, do it for six months, and they will notice more results than if they do you know, something for six weeks. It's yes. not a challenge. It's a change. Right. Cool. Now you yeah. said your body was suffering it. I think you said 16. 
I, yeah. And then I'm, I'm an extreme case. Okay. I, and I, and I recognize that. Um, I, I, it's one of those things that I kind of feel at this, it was heart wrenching at the time because it's like, I want to be doing this and I want to be doing that. I, but at the same time, it's led me on my path. But for me, I didn't realize it until I got out of the barn. I was in barn so much. I had a chronic sneeze. I had a cough. I honestly didn't realize it until I wasn't in the barn all the time that I'm actually allergic to horses. Oh. Fun fact. Yeah. <laughs> so allergy shots have become, it actually took me getting out, being a like in a different job to really, because even all through college, I was in barns. I was riding. I was doing, you know, it. it I didn't, it, I just thought I was always someone who had a runny nose and a cough. <laughs> and now that I'm getting back into the barn more and I'm riding again, I, it's, you know, I have to tr make some changes, but it's, that's, it's, I don't want people to get scared by my story that, you know, I got injured from overdoing it. What I'm saying is, you know, you can, Treat yourself like an athlete in so many other aspects. Exercise is one piece of performance. And it's just a small piece that you can do to improve your riding. I love it. I think yeah. it's awesome. I think it's, it's great. It's, it's, um, well, you know, we, we you. see it. We see, there's a lot of riders out there that are, uh, you know, they are athletes. And I think that now there is starting to become a little bit of a, um, uh, people are recognizing a trend. it a little it's, bit more. Absolutely. And I, it makes me so happy because people, it's like, oh, I saw this post or I saw someone did this on Eventing Nation. And I'm like, yes, that's great. The more people who are thinking about riders as athletes, the better, because it is a sea change that's required. It's a concept shift of seeing how exercise improves performance. And this is something that overseas like when I was in college I was studying this there were studies being done in England on the importance of you know fitness for riders and their vo2 max the volume of oxygen exchange that they have they were doing these studies years ago and it's just starting to take trend and take hold really in the states where I think other countries have kind of always viewed riders a little bit more as athletes but still it's becoming more encompassed worldwide i think yeah well you know and, and now they're having more um like the land safe guys danny warrington they're doing more with how to land properly and how to mm -hmm. know your body in that regard um you know because yeah. again that's kind of part of it your athlete your tumbles are part of it now you mentioned the Venny nation column how did um how did you get involved with that and and like people who want to look up your columns like what type of things would they read on Venny nation that are that, that is also a really good question. It's very similar to how I got on your show today. I stuck my neck out there, and I spend a lot of time sticking my neck out there because I I know that what I'm doing isn't through conventional wisdom, but I reached out to um, through their online, and I was like, hey, I have this idea, and this is what I'm working out. It's made a big difference in my riding. And it's made a difference in, you know, I'm not a name dropper, but I have the, I have names that I would, I, it's worked for Haley. Like Haley makes a, has been training with me since August. She's really making some leaps and bounds and strides that are 
directly correlated from her treating herself like the athlete that she absolutely is. Hmm. And it's exciting to see. It's wow. when I hear people's stories and see improvements, it really gets me excited. And that's why I'm like, I feel the need to reach out and be like, hey, are you interested in hearing more about Rider Fitness? And when someone says yes, I will do what I can to get the word out there. That's pretty cool. So you said that uh, you work with Haley Karspak, in which um, we know she is um, was named this year for the U.S. Eventing 18 team. Uh, are there any other riders that you work with? Yeah, I love Haley. Haley is like one of my hardest workers, and she really has, you know, started to live and breathe this methodology. But not to be a name dropper, I have worked with Jan Binney as in the studio. She is amazing. It, like she's incredibly strong, and it is so exciting to work with big athletes that have big names. And she is the sweetest, you know, one of the most genuine human beings that I've ever met. And I really have enjoyed training her in the studio. I I honestly get tongue tied every time she walks in there because I'm like, oh my gosh, Jan Binney. <laughs> a little starstruck. <laughs> I, oh, I totally am. It's so embarrassing. I have to like breathe for like 10 minutes after I finish. I schedule an extra 15 minutes to regroup after. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so funny. Uh, Rachel Livermore is the head groom for Sharon White, and she has been one of my biggest supporters. I mean, she is amazing. She comes in, and she, you know, lives the crazy nomadic lifestyle, and it is challenging to get into the studio consistently, but she comes in, you know, for three months chunks at a time and works her works really hard and gets some great results, and that's one of the things is consistency is important, but doing it when you can do it and based around your schedule is very important as well. Well, so, and that's great that you, yeah. uh, you know, you, you understand that, that there is a, it's, it is a nomadic gypsy lifestyle mm -hmm. that, that eventers are living. And uh, so, it, you know, to have someone who understands that training you uh, is, is important because I, I you know, a, a normal trainer, will say, oh, well, you need to be here. And where's your dedication? What do you mean you're not going to be here next month? And, and so I think that's fantastic that you can customize it. Now, I'm sure when people go away, you probably give them a little bit of homework to do. And Absolutely. Know. I come up with um, exercise programs, and not just for Rachel, but any of my clients that come in and, you know, go to Aiken for the winter, we will give them, you know, they're short, and it's like go enjoy, ride, but, you know, make sure to treat yourself still like this athlete that you absolutely are. Gotcha. Awesome. So now, Inform Fitness, where are you guys located? Uh, you're, you're in Virginia, is that we, right? So Inform Fitness is actually a company that's been around since 1997, which I'm, I joined in 2015, if I'm getting my numbers right. Um, but we opened the studios in Virginia in... 2000 we just had our five-year anniversary in so it was 2013 um, but then it was originally founded in New York so this is a protocol that was developed not for equestrians it was developed for the business the busy business professional however it it was like it was out there but there was enough science behind it 
that I was like, this is something I'm going to make a note of, and I came back to it. And I kept revisiting it, and I was like, this is exactly a piece of the puzzle that can fit into an equestrian's lifestyle. So we have locations nationwide is what I'm getting at. Okay. That was wow. a very roundabout answer. <laughs> in uh, Colorado, there's a location in uh, Toluca Lake. But I, the equestrian fitness specialist of Informed Fitness, is o- I'm only located in Virginia. I don't yet travel very far. But I'm happy to answer questions over emails. And the more that, you know, there's there's ways to, you know, work on your fitness with exercises at home. But uh, yes, we have two locations. One is in downtown Leesburg and the other one is in Reston, right outside of the Beltway. I'm a creature of the Beltway, D.C. area. Ooh. The, the, the beltway is more like a like a parking lot way. Yeah. Pretty, pretty. Yeah. The, tra- the well, the traffic around here is crazy. I live out in Lovettsville, which is like my little safe haven. It's still kind of country out there, but it's crazy how much the world is just changing as far as busyness and more cars on the road every day. I feel like. Oh my goodness. One day I hope to relocate, maybe Pennsylvania or Charlottesville. But right now, this is where I am. My husband yeah. is amazing, and he is super supportive oh, of my crazy ideas. So I have to be supportive and stay where he is working. So. Yeah. <laughs> well, Leesburg, I mean, you're right in the heart of USCA country. Yeah, and... Absolutely. So, yeah, no, so... USCA is right up the road. We've got Morvan Park still. There's still a lot of farms out in Loudoun County. It's just interesting how things are changing. Gotcha. Yeah. So mm-hmm. if, um, if someone's local, obviously – your, your local to them. If someone's from out of town, uh, you know, and you said you can give, give you like, what, what will be your contact info? If people have any more questions and, and, uh, want to work with you on, on getting, you know, move up from the one one just the planks and get into a full on, uh, you know, uh, program with you. Well, how would people get a hold of you? So the best way is email Laura at informfitness.com as well as you can always call the studio. We do offer, initial consultations, you know, and we do offer, we ha- we sell individual sessions. So if someone's in the area, they can come in and they can try this workout because it is so different and getting on the specialized equipments that we have oh. in the studio really does help make it click. Oh. It is a concept that is a learned skill set. It does take time to learn how to push your body to a point of true fatigue, but it is a concept that you know getting on the specialized equipment will does help with that so i'm i mean i'm happy to talk through email um and i'd love to see anyone who's interested come into the studio and do you guys work on nutrition as well or is it all just the fitness side? absolutely so informed fitness has a nutrition aspect i specialize in strength training so I, my nutrition background, you know, I got a degree in exercise science. I only have one class in nutrition and one class in sports nutrition. And nutrition, registered dietitian, all of that is a degree of its own. So we do have the resources to work with that. And But for me, what excites me is the exercise. Gotcha. It's the weight loss side of things doesn't, that is an absolutely needs to be encompassed with nutrition. Hmm. Awesome. Yeah, that is awesome. No, and thank you guys so much for having me on today because it really, I, I'm happy to talk with anyone who ever has questions. Like I said, email Laura at informfitness.com. 
you know, this is a option for athletes. This Riders are athletes, and it is something that they need to be doing. Great. Yeah. Well, thank you so Absolutely. much. And definitely check out Laura, guys. And then watch out for your Evenia Nation, anything on Evenia Nation. We, um, yeah, how often do you uh, come out with articles for them? <laughs> That's a good question. <laughs> I am working on a – I try to do one once a month. I fell off and did not get one out in April, but I will be coming out with one this month for May, and it will be Why Moving Slow is Important. Oh, cool, oh, cool, yeah. cool. And we saw that um, you did one with the, the happily married uh, classing couple. Yes. <laughs> we're actually there. We're actually getting, uh, we're gearing up to meet up with those guys tomorrow. As a matter of fact, yep. and have a little chat. So we'll, we'll, awesome. we'll see if maybe they can demonstrate some of your moves. Yeah. Caitlin <laughs> and I met in pony club. So that's one of my wow. lifelong friends. I was actually, uh, in her wedding. Oh, wow. really? Oh, that's really yeah. cool. Holy smokes. Yeah. You definitely got to get back to PA then. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I would love uh, Kramer. Honestly, we went up and visited Tan uh, and Caitlin for my birthday this year, and it was like he was like, you know what? I could see myself up here. So if anyone knows of a good job for Kramer up in Pennsylvania, no. <laughs> <laughs> Informed Fitness needs to work on a mobile bus. There you, there you go. go. Well, there's like food trucks and then there's fitness trucks. There you go. <laughs> yeah. So you could bring trucks. a you could bring a a, uh, a mobile van up to all the events up here and oh, just. That'd uh, be awesome. There's like have those little buses. One the, step the at bus, a time. They have the bus that'll show up with like the little uh, gym for the little kids. Yeah, you for can the like kids. put some apparatus in yeah. there and away you go. <laughs> well, we don't have a bus, but yeah. if you are in the Loudoun area, we are hosting the first Rider Fitness Happy Hour at our downtown Leesburg studio on June 8th from 6 to 9 p.m. And this is a opportunity for riders to come in and learn about what makes Inform Fitness so different from your typical athletic gym and how we guarantee optimal strength trains in minimum time with minimum risk of injury. Oh, that sounds pretty cool. Yeah, it does sound the, well. So is this, um, is this for anyone or is this just for the equestrian or is this pretty much open doors for anyone who wants to check you guys out? Well, it is an invitation-only event because oh. we are going to be serving, but all of Ooh. the major so by happy hour, podcast, you mean, you mean a real we happy. mean happy hour. Oh, <laughs> we want you to come in, and we understand that, you know what, if you're having a Friday night outside of the barn, you might want to have a good time responsibly. Awesome. Yeah. So we, just, uh, just say is, someone heard this podcast and they said, hmm. I'm in that area. I'm in that area. Maybe I'll shoot. Laura, a little email. Any chance they can get an invite? Absolutely. Awesome. <laughs> Send me your address, and I am working on the invitations. These invitations are like nicer than the invitations for my wedding. <laughs> 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 Nicole, my boss, is amazing, and she does everything to the tens, and that's really why I'm really excited to work with her. And I'm excited that she's behind this Inform Fitness vision of bringing fitness to equestrians because I, I think it's, you know, I think this, these two companies need to, well, companies, two industries need to come together. That'd be all. Yeah. We'll, we'll uh, I'm, I'm sure it'll happen. You're on our show. 
You're going to explode. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you for having me the, on your the show. The major league eventing uh, explosion is going to happen. So, All right, Laura. Well, thank you very much. Everyone, check out Laura. We'll put your, your, your contact info in the show notes. And uh, just stay in touch. And if you ever have any updates or anything new, just give us a ring. Absolutely. All thank right. you so much for having me, guys. Right. Thank, thank you, you, Laura. Take care. We'll see you at the happy hour. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for listening. We hope you enjoyed today's show. Remember to subscribe to Major League Eventing's podcast and give us a rating on iTunes and Stitcher. And you can always contact us at MajorLeagueEventing at gmail.com. Cheers.